And I said to him, Nicholas, you know, there's such a thing like the bliss of evil. Go for it. Welcome to Midnight Video's Doomsday Clock, a chronometric countdown of cult classics with your hosts, me, Jim Hall. And me, Phil Walsh. Tonight, with the hands poised at ten minutes to midnight, we check in on mild-mannered Nicolas Cage and his battle of wills against Queen Bee Ellen Burstyn for the 2006 remake of The Wicker Man. listeners votes and I did think at one point it would be nice if we could do a listeners vote on Nicolas Cage and you thought Vampire's Kiss would uh, would walk it yeah actually is it or was it Kiss of the Vampire no Vampire's Kiss Vampire's Kiss right mm. there are two separate films there um, is another film called Vampire's Kiss mm, as well yeah. yeah but that's by the by but yeah we, we love a bit of Nicolas Cage um, love the Cage Wicker Man was your choice <laughs> uh, you did say because it gets a heck of a kicking, but you're a kind of a lone, positive voice about it. So um, you've got your arms folded very defensively. <laughs> I'm opening them up. Yeah, I'm grasping my Guinness up. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it'd be interesting. I, um, uh, I've i been a, a slow convert, perhaps, is the best way to put it. If you look on IMDb, this film just gets slated. Like, there's, it's, it's, just pure, it's just pure one-star reviews. And, yeah, it's not restricted. No one likes this film, basically. But I, I'd like to give a, another option. Okay, should we uh, get on with it, then? Do it. Will you tell us what man represents in his purest form? Yes. Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> School's really changed since I was a kid. After a traumatic day at work and a plea for help from his ex, highway patrolman Nick Cage soon packs his bags and heads off to the remote community of Summers Isle, where the B-centric matriarchal population are none too accommodating. Can Cage find a missing girl the locals clumsily refuse to acknowledge ever existed? And can director Neil LeBute bring something fresh to 1973's acclaimed original, once described as the Citizen Kane of horror movies? As you say, this doesn't have many defenders, does it? Um, Are you much of a fan of the original, though? I am. I I absolutely love it. Uh, I have vivid memories of being nine or ten years old and... This was must have been on TV because my dad actually got me out of bed, took me downstairs. I reckon, yeah, I reckon this will be the first movie drama, actually. Okay, yeah. and he said, you've got to watch this film. And sat me down and watched The Wicked One. Wow, was he not carted away to some kind of... This is a guy who became a priest. Well, not a priest, uh, a vicar. Yeah. About um, ten years after that. Um, so he wanted you to watch a struggle between Christianity and paganism. Yeah, it was amazing. He did the same thing when Rambo first came on. Oh no, when he first got Rambo up from the video shop, he brought me down and he showed me the first like half an hour of Rambo. I was like, wow. For what purpose? I don't know, he just said it's an amazing piece of film. You know, this is this is a bloody this is great cinema. But um, yeah, so I saw the Wickerman really young, like really mm. really young. Uh, didn't really know what to make of it because it was just. It was quite hodgepodge for me. I, 
none of it made sense. I, I had no idea what paganism was, or um, really what the role of Christianity had been in like modern society, um, or even in any society. I, I was I was a church goer then, but you know, as a child, you're not a church goer. You're there under duress, kind of thing. Um, so it was very odd, and then seeing this policeman burn. We should just stop there and say we're. If you've not seen really? the film, we are. I'm so. I've only met. I was surprised though when we um, were getting our fright fest tickets with Lee last year, and he'd never yeah, seen it before. It. Yeah, I'm sure practically everyone will have. But yes, we are going to be. Um, we we can't discuss spoilers this without, away. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure you all know what happens in the the original Wicker Man. So I was shocked, but that um, there was some things that stuck with me from the original, which were mainly the songs, which I really loved back then, even, and yeah, just the. Oh my Christ! Oh God! Oh my Christ! Oh God! <laughs> that really fucked me up for a quite. A it's like you and McGregor watching <laughs> The Phantom Menace. <laughs> for years after that, really, I was like always the way he screams is so genuine. Like, it's, yeah, it's it, fantastic. It's harrowing. Like, it really was like for a, for a nine-stroke ten-year-old. In fact, uh, <laughs> it was weird when uh, Edward Woodward died uh, a year or two back. I was genuinely surprised. This is how things have shifted. Like I say, I'm pretty sure that when your dad took you to see it, like when you were ten, this would have been the no, first. No, he got me out of bed to watch it downstairs. Yeah, um, <laughs> that would have been when it was on Movie Um Alex Cox's series of cult movies, which back then, this is on YouTube. He spends a long time explaining to the audience what a cult film is. And it's kind of telling. This isn't deliberate, but the fact we're calling this a sort of cult classics rundown. Yeah, everyone knows what that means now. Back then, you know, he picked The Wicker Man, uh, or the producer had, because it was the ex- absolute, you know, great example of that thing. It was this thing that had no one had heard of, but had a really loyal audience who were trying to find out as much information about it as possible and get the longest, any deleted scenes and build the thing up. So what I'm saying, when Edward Woodward died, and um, they said, oh, he's, he's going to be best known for The Wicker Man, and you think, really? <laughs> and it's probably true. It's true Whereas yeah. for me... Uh, Equaliser. Well, The Equalizer was a huge hit, but I suppose mm. it's been forgotten now. But also the weird thing for me is Callan, which that's what I first knew him for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't even around when that was first on TV, but I remember it being repeated uh, on Channel 4 in the 80s. But that that seemed like the iconic role for him. But the fact that The Wicker Man and Woodward, that's now his most famous role, apparently. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've been talking for a while already about the original. Um, <laughs> oh, what I would say... <laughs> what I'd say with this remake is it would be nice. And when I was watching it the other day, I had seen this before when it came out um, at the cinema. It would be nice to just look at this completely in isolation as its own film and not com- not try and draw any parallels and comparisons with the original, but it's kind of impossible not to. I, I think it should be viewed as a completely different film in isolation but can you um i i can mm. i can absolutely i think remakes you know they're, a, they're they're fickle um some work some don't some are pointless some they're just going to happen regardless of whether we want it i.e the paying public mm-hmm. or the producers see it as a money-making scam um they're well, just I, always going to be there yeah i think especially now when marketing a film so expensive it's easier if you've got something which has already got public awareness if you can just that title already means something to people so yeah yeah and when i first heard about this remake i i just avoided it i just tried to ignore it even though i knew nicholas cage was in it nicholas cage in remakes is always uh, (laughs) 
but it's a draw it's a for recipe. me yeah I mean I, I will watch Cajun anything um, and then when I first went to Fright Fest a few years ago I met Paul Talbot who I think he's um, spoken to us a few times on Facebook and he was telling me about it and saying no no you've, you've really got to see it to believe it kind of thing it's so preposterously bad I was like okay 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 and then I did get round to it so I had my first viewing of it and even then I thought it's not that bad a film as films go it's not terrible it's um, it's competently made it's um, it's funny it's, it's got humour un, unintentional humour it's got an Angela Badlamenti score um, it's got the elements of a a good kind of weird thriller you know there's there's things that draw you into it which will keep your attention and then as I've watched it more and more, more and more god oh my god I sound like a heroin addict or something you can <laughs> quit like, whenever you want yeah um I, I genuinely like it I think it is I think it's a good film I don't think it's that bad um, as people try to make out. You, you just listed things that initially struck you when you watched it, but now that it's like, you know, the best film you've ever seen. No, it's not the best film. I, the, by now, now it's, it's the only thing that gives your life meaning. Um, <laughs> if I had to cut. I, I don't want it. This is the thing. In isolation, hmm. if there had been no original Wickerman. I don't think it would have been as badly received. I think the fact that the the cult status, I think the absolute overriding factor of this is that the original is so unique and so different and the fact that no one can pinpoint what it is as a film anyway bears heavily on anyone trying to remake it and it's always going to be a massive uphill slog for them and I feel kind of sorry for Neil LeBute and everyone else involved although, like you know, like Cage is he's he's wily and witty and he produced it. He's got money in there and stuff, and he's kind of said, yeah, it was a turkey. Yeah, he's now anyway. not distanced himself entirely, but he's claiming no, it's, but it's, it wasn't quite. He wasn't. It wasn't quite what he had in mind. But I think ultimately, I've seen way worse films. Way way worse, like films that I've I needed to turn off wow. after ten minutes. Or the producers would have loved that quote on the poster. <laughs> When I watched it again yesterday afternoon in the library, Hackney Library, because I've got people working in my flat at the moment, so I can't watch anything in peace. Wow. I really enjoyed it again. I thought I like everything that is going on here. I, li- I like the fact that Nicholas Cage is he's pretty much channeling the early role that Edward Woodward embodies in that he's just so kind of obnoxious because he's so confident about. He's doing the right thing all the time. And I like the idea of the matriarchal society and the symbolism of the bees and the hive and stuff. I think that's good. I think that's interesting. You know, that's kind of intelligent, in fact. <laughs> you just look at him like, uh, no, I'm, do I'm, I know I'm, this guy? No, 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 no. I've, I've, it's, it's interesting to hear. Um, and also the the transition from him getting to the island and becoming more and more fraught as everyone around him is more and more secure in their knowledge of where it's going to end up. The thing that they did well, I think, with Le Butte was transferring that um, isolated Scottish island feel that we could all we all sort of might have watched and go, well, that's mad, yeah, that's what the pagans are doing, whatever. And then, but translate it to a modern America, that's very difficult because you could easily go down the sort of like yeehaw, hick, inbred stuff. But no, they built up a whole story, be it the Salem's witches and stuff. Mm. There's 
there was something interesting, unique, and historically kind of accurate to it, which lent itself some um, gravitas. And Ellen Bursting was great in it as well. I don't know. I'm feeling really guilty for liking this so much. Hey, yeah, it's <laughs> up to you. And is this, is that, that's not your last Guinness, is it? That's, no, I've got That's, one that's more. the seventh, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I say, I it would be good to watch this and just think of it as its own film, but I really can't do that. Uh, the, the, the main... I, I tried to do it this time, but throughout it, there are so many references to the earlier film the fact that he's Edward Malice and I think it's Willow Woodward isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. subtle things like that which might just seem like nods but it seems to not be doing itself any favours to disassociate itself with the original um, alright I will I will slap it on the back for um, not just slavishly doing the original I do think it's good that they have gone for a different kind of religious community setup. The matriarchal thing's good. The bees are good. I did like all this kind of thing. Mm. Um, however, it does beg the question: Why are you remaking this? Then you know, pre- presumably you make you remake something if there's a way of doing it in a whole, giving it something else entirely. Whereas this seems like a real halfway house, and it seems like those differences aren't there because they're going to improve it. It's just it's a way of masking over the original. Um, I read a thing last night on Cracked about um, comic artists who rip off each other's panels so they don't <laughs> have to come up with the anatomy, right. you know. And I, which is a practice I've not heard of before. But this kind of seemed a bit like that. It seemed yeah. like they've gone so far with making it. See, it's not really. It's, it's our own version. But then so many of the bits of the script were completely lifted. Well, the, I think there's a thing that says like eighty percent of the script is the yeah, same. Yeah, but some of the lines are there. And this, all right, it's it's maybe not completely unique but because I'm someone who's seen the original many times mm. it's jarring to watch this one and think oh yeah yeah that's that's like the original oh what's this you know this is going off in another direction I disagree with um, the idea that Cage is kind of embodying what Edward Woodward's character is like in the original because I think that's the key difference here the original was about this battle between the assumption that Christianity and this is like in early 70s Britain even if some people weren't entirely super church going it was still the basis of everything and the the idea of decency and all these kind Mm. of moral things it's still a shocking film to watch because I'm old enough to remember when that was how Britain was Mm -hmm. Um, and so that gap between Edward Woodward who's super Protestant in this and also has the arrogance of authority of a cop who's got all his own uh, a cop a policeman (laughs) with his own authority bringing his sort of brand of justice and authority to this little island community whereas there the natives are kind of quite jovial characters in the original and then there's Lord Summerisle who's more than happy to hang around with him Christopher Lee but he's constantly without banging his fists or anything he's just saying well why is your just really subtly putting down Christianity you know not subtly but you know in a quite an understated way this, I mean, what's Nicolas Cage's character? There's none of the Christianity in fairness. That would have been an irrelevant thing to probably do now. Maybe in certain areas of America, I mean, it still does inform a lot of opinion there, mm. as, as from what I can tell. I'm not, I don't live in America, obviously, so I don't want to make any assumptions. But the fact that in the original, you've got Woodward, there's a great scene when he goes into a cemetery there, which has got all the pagan... Um, iconography and he takes two slats of wood from a crate and makes a cross to kind of consecrate it a bit that's how 
his faith is they are important to him and in here Nicolas Cage coming out of um, the tavern in the morning saying there's someone unpacked my bags I had some tapes here some self-help tapes everything's going to be okay <laughs> whatever it's called and that's that's the faith he's got is this kind of crappy self-help tape or something which just shows that he's a bit of a a, wee, a weedy character I suppose I suppose he's not meant to be the sort of action hero cop and the fact that he's so traumatised by this scene that happens at the beginning mm. um, which was a bit redundant I thought um, but that's what? it he's got really? yeah I, I thought it was kind of a pizzazz scene which but yeah I, I can that, see it's <laughs> mm, I'm not sure if I want to talk about that scene okay. particularly but because mm-hmm. it's yeah people may not have seen this mm. remake but it's yeah it's kind of a big scene but yeah the fact that it just it completely lacks that conflict between beliefs which I think was central to the first one is something that really elevates it from just being a sort of spooky uh, yeah. you know locals give the the stranger in town a short shrift you know and that really just underlines the whole thing it means by the time you get to the ending when the, it's it's the ending gets again weirdly gets quite good at the end when mm. you've actually started to get the animal masks and things with yeah, the big yeah. parade that's amazing set designs yeah which costume design um you then well that bit i liked although by that point because you'd watched so much of the film i couldn't help thinking of um the BBC comedy show League of Gentlemen, which yeah. which does take a lot of its stuff from specifically The Wicker Man, but a lot of British horror movies mm. from that era. And it's difficult to watch those and think, actually, I've found watching The League of Gentlemen, ostensibly a comedy show, more disturbing than this. I think they, they got better to get into a creeping, uneasy kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Whereas this, you know, none of it was atmospheric or spooky. And I think because there was no central conflict to it, um, everything seemed really cosmetic. I hope I don't alienate any American <laughs> listeners out there, but I think that's kind of the point. I think they really translated the uh, the setting and everything to mm. what a contemporary America was. The idea of Cage as being this uh, red-blooded American mm. male um, who's law-abiding, who yeah. does everything, and then goes to this society. He represents straight society, Exactly, totally. But the reverse of that is, yeah, in The Wicker Man, again, not wanting to sound anti-American, but Britain's recorded history is going back so far, so that yeah. paganism does kind of have a weird, just in itself it's a bit creepy because it just seems like elements of the past creeping into the f- present, Yeah. whereas America's history only goes back a few centuries so mm-hmm. the, you know, like I say, it's good that they have the kind of the Salem kind of ideas the witch trials, but it it doesn't seem like it's that far back into the past it doesn't really seem to have the potency That's absolutely subjective but I, it did for me, I thought the the fact that they made the effort to try and do that anyway is um, is a plus point. I can see what you mean. There's th- probably not the same richness of history there that works so well in the original's favour. But we should also bear in mind that the original had a pretty rough rough ride when it first came out. Oh yeah, no, you like know. I say, that's why it was like the archetypal cult movie. It was bottom of the bill under Don't Look Now, mm. which. This seemed to borrow bits oh, from that. Was that was a double bill, wasn't it? They were a double Last bill, year, and that's yeah. why um, that's th- they originally came out together, and that's why Wicker Man had quite a lot of scenes missing. They had to cut it down so you had the two on a double bill together. But I mean, last year as well. Oh yeah, they did it at Fright Fest. That was yeah, they recreated the original. But yeah, with this um, again, not spoiling the end of Don't Look Now, but it's kind of famous finale. But this again had lots of scenes of a girl glimpsed from the back in a red coat, which. Um, was some of the more effective bits in it, I thought. 
Yeah, look, I, I really loved those scenes. I mean, I loved all the flashbacks because the flashbacks were great in that they weren't just um, flashbacks from what you'd no, seen. They that always was, twisted it. I'll around. give it its due. That was good because, yeah, mm. they were not remembered as we'd seen them. And exactly. They actually, again, use CGI to a good effect, an inventive effect, you know. The Angelo Badlamenti score, again, it's probably okay in its own right, but again, it's difficult for me to not think of the original, which has these folk songs, which again have a haunting quality to them, or just so unusual. Yeah. Badlamenti has obviously done a load of David Lynch movies, when they usually a really good score. He's got his thing down bad. <laughs> Sounds really patronising. No, no, but, no, uh, no, not at all. This is a bit so-so nothing about it really it's, struck it, me it, it is yeah I mean I think at the beginning of the review I said oh it's got an Angelo Badlamenti but it is pretty generic for mm. him but that being said though even a generic Badlamenti score is you know it's, <laughs> there's, some, there's something there there's an essence there which usually might be lacking in other, um, other films but I, th- I still I still really believe there's a lot there's a lot to be gained from this film and I think that it's always going to be its downfall. Is that it's a remake of like one of the the cult films to come out of Britain. It is, but like I said, usually the reason for a remake is to add something new, which um, especially because, like you say, it had a rough ride. The original version. Um, it's it's a well known enough film that people have gone into its production pretty slavishly. The famous story is meant to be set around spring, but it was filmed when it was really cold, and they had to yeah. paint the blossom on the trees and stuff. Uh, it wasn't easy for the extras running around naked. Um, but this modern film techniques don't seem to have done anything much for it, you know. Um, really, I, I didn't think so. You know, oh, I'd I like think to say it that I, th- I thought it had a really, really amazing aesthetic to it. Uh, a very, it was sort of steeped in a woodland sort of. Obviously, there were the mm. costumes and like the setting and stuff, but. I always felt it was very, you know, that you'd have that um, cut to the island and the sun going down behind. Mm. And it really captured my imagination, like, you know, the idea of him being, like, really stranded out there. And as, as time goes on, it becomes more obvious that he is stranded out there. In the same way that the original, you know, everything's sort of, like, ordained, preordained, sorry. Um, in the way that it's done in this as well, I really like that, how it came together. Yeah. No, that really didn't work for me because again, <laughs> sp- um, you're not listening to this now if you don't know the originals and what the <laughs> ending is. The original, the finale, is that Woodward came of his own free will, that he's a virgin, and all these kind of things. And in here, it's just like there's no particular. I didn't really glean any reason why Cage was a special, particularly special sacrifice. Other than the this. shared blood, <sighs> and they were chose. They were chosen like from when. Uh, Willow went out a long time before. Yeah, because I, I, I missed that it, the first time I, yeah, I watched I, it. But that it, didn't seem as strong a reason as the original. It seemed like something that, because they've had to kind of, in, I'm guessing they've invented this religion. But it's, it's very much like, on. it's it, it's quite similar to sort of like the, um, oh, what are they called? The Amish, you know, how yeah. they're allowed a sort of time to go out mm. and discover the world if they want to, and mm. they can choose to come back. It felt more in, I think it's a very, like, I think a big let down for people for this film is probably the cultural differences because I read I read I listened to the commentary um, I tried to but it was painful it was so bad like Labute just couldn't be asked. the wow. editor was like really like <laughs> uh, and the actresses involved I mean Cage wasn't there unfortunately oh it wasn't the one playing Willow was it because a lot of the women in it just look like she's the women. English isn't she uh, Kate Bean I think Bean, yeah, yeah. 
that was another thing. It's kind of it was hard to get involved when the women on this remote community all look so modern and gorgeous in quite a bland way they look like the cores I thought most of them well sister, except for the uh, not, not for Oak the Kathy <laughs> Bates look alike yeah. <laughs> and um, the one who he first meets who the oh the, yeah the, the kind of have got the bag haven't they what's yeah. in the bag what's in the bag yeah it was a bit like Small Creeps Day wasn't it with oh, like kicking oh, about in the bag but then I mean in that scene um, Cage was just being a bit of a wisecracking ass, wasn't he even though there's no one there to get his gags I think that comes off like I, I really think they established the character of Cage early on, and I think it's missed by a lot of people. I think they. I think his character is just a man who wears uh, patches on his jacket. That's <laughs> kind of how they represent that he's not an action hero. He's someone who's a little bit mild and. But he likes to show his badge off. Yeah, but you know, I mean, this is one of the major disappointments of it. Um, we were going to review a Nicolas Cage film, and I was hoping we were going to get one when he was going absolutely apeshit. And he's kind of subdued in this, isn't it? There's the two famous scenes: who burnt it? How did he get burned? YouTube <laughs> meme. Um, but you said you watched the DVD of it um, in in the library the other day because I was reading up. Apparently, the DVD comes with an alternative cut, which is uh, the R one. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the bees, Cage getting his legs broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we only hear on the soundtrack. And I remember got a big laugh in the cinema when I watched it. Oh, really? My legs! I've only, I've only seen the. Uh, oh, yeah, you've got to watch it with a full crowd on a Saturday night. I've only night. seen the uncut version. And uh, it, oh, it doesn't. You've not seen the coda at the end then? I've seen those, the, the bees and the legs bit on YouTube. Someone's put it Okay. Up. The version you saw after Cage's. Burnt yeah. in the incredibly unimpressive reveal of the Wicker Man. Even yeah. it's called the Wicker Man, it's like, there it is. <laughs> the original is like, as you say, Jesus Christ. Yeah, God, yeah. No, that incredibly powerful scene. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's just I like, mean, it's hands there. up there, yeah. yeah. That, is, the, the, that scene is incomparable. The version you've seen, does it just end with the burning? Or does it have the bit later on with, oh, yeah, because we were talking about the two actors in the bar? Yeah, apparently that's missing from the alternative cut. Oh, the kind right, of uh, okay. it's over, or is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Which I've got to say, when I watched it at the cinema, because that was, you know, I've lost all hope by then. <laughs> yeah, it ends with this scene uh, in a modern bar. It's clear two of the women from Summer's Isle are there to reel in a couple of suckers in their honey trap. Um, I was really hoping they'd go to the bar to get drinks and Christopher Lee would be uh, mixing a cocktail. <laughs> What's going to get you, my pretties? <laughs> Margaritas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's been nice to have a healthy disagreement there. Yeah, that, I'm so, sure I'll probably get more people <laughs> complaining about me liking that film. <laughs> you can't win. Oh no! No, it'll be me, in, I love the original. No, that's as well. fine. No, that will be. It'll be good if people come out of the uh, the woodwork and uh, out of the Wicker Man. Uh, yeah, out of the Burnt <laughs> Remain. You know, Edward Woodward got pissed on by a pig in the original. Didn't <laughs> they they had animals above him. In yeah, the, yeah. This. yeah it was great. Oh no, that's um, <laughs> wow. That was a much longer review than I was expecting. Well, that's good. Eh? No, it's excellent. It's a little treat for you. All, yes. isn't it? It's a little extra. Okay then. So uh, well. Until next time. We're, we're going to have our own appointment with the Wicker Man now. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Au revoir. The men are a very important part of our little colony. <laughs> Breeding, you know. God. Quite a little racket you've got going for yourself here. Breeding? Sounds like inbreeding to me. 
I'm Nicholas Cage, and this is a song for you. My favorite things, my favorite things. Blue jeans, see a red-haired girl. Sweet peanut butter, a slow-burning candle. Cup of tea and a good book. The dance of the reindeer, and also Pachinko. Yeah, Pachinko, Pachinko was so good. 